Hi, and welcome to What's Your Next Move? Aging on Your Own Terms. I'm Addie Sini, and this is my mom. I'm Lisa Sini. And today, we're asking you a question. Have you ever worried about having to wipe your mom or dad's butt? Do you want to wipe mine, man? No, thank you. No, and I don't want to wipe my parents either. Caregiving isn't always pretty. Um, So join us today to learn the best technology that keeps your loved ones independent. If the thought of getting older stops you from living your best life, this is your ultimate guide in moving from fear to freedom. We know technology can allow you to age where and how you want with a higher quality of life. And we will teach and share with you what you should use and when. If you are aging or caring for someone who is, We're here to teach you the ins and outs of aging in place. Every episode is a personal guide to all the technology, design tips, and creative solutions you'll need to live your life to the fullest. Get ready to discover what is available and determine the resources that will best work for you. Move from fear to freedom starting today. Let's dive in. So I want to tell you a little story. I got a call from my sister-in-law's saying that my mother-in-law had broke both her arms while she was at church doing some, I think, usher work or something like that. And now they had to help her with all of the nitty gritty, you could say. (laughs) Intimate moments. (laughs) Intimate moments from going to the bathroom to cleaning herself, um, showering, shaving, those kinds of things. From that situation, I had a couple of different thoughts that were running through my head. One, I was super glad I was two and a half hours away, (laughs) which doesn't make you feel good, but it was got me out of a lot of stuff. But two, I realized this is something I don't ever want to have to do, and I don't want anybody to ever have to do it for me. So it turned into a catalyst for me to kind of search out and find how we could find tech to help with these types of situations, or if you're just getting older and you want to be more independent and have more dignity. Yeah, and that's kind of brings us back around to when we first interacted with some technology on our trip, family trip to Japan, mm-hmm. which um, I believe my great-grandma was 86 at the time. She was, and she had already had double knee replacements, but she was a trooper, went on the trip. Yeah, and yeah, and that's, a, that's a long flight. That is a long flight. And it's almost the opposite time zone. Yeah. So it's a complicated trip, and I was actually her roommate, so I stayed with her and... God bless her soul. She did snore. She did. <laughs> and I have to say, we didn't intend on taking her on the trip. Um, we had always taken my parents with the kids. And we were telling her about it because she lived with my mom and dad at that point. And we were talking about Japan. And she said, I've always wanted to go to Japan. My sister lived there for a while. And it's always been my dream. And I'm just like, oh, gosh, how do we, how do we not take her now? We have to take her. Yeah. And it ended up being incredible. Yeah, so we're on this trip, four generations, all in Japan together. None of us could get our hours worked out. We were all up throughout the night and and sleeping during the day, unfortunately. But there were some amazing pieces of technology that we interacted with, and one of those was a bidet toilet. So explain a little bit what a bidet is. I think when everyone thinks of bidet, they think of, if you've ever been to Europe, there's one toilet that you sit on to do your business. And then naked, you transfer to another toilet without a seat that happens to have kind of like a sprayer in it, maybe a little washcloth and whatnot. It's actually very healthy for you, very clean. 
But that transferring from one toilet to another toilet without a seat is very awkward. And it's also kind of um, you feel more vulnerable. What Japan had, however, was a toilet seat that had that built into it. So there was no transferring. So you just pressed a button and it would spray your rear end and clean it off. Um, it would even blow dry it. Um, you could do different pressure. And it was a warm seat. So warm seat. Yeah. Our experience of this was pretty unique. Going to Japan in public restrooms, in restaurants, all over the place, there were these crazy robot toilets. Yes. And it's obviously weird at first, uh-huh. um, but you really realize that, one, you're much cleaner. It's better for your um, uh, for your septic tank or for your plumbing. You're not... It's a separate from the environment. Environment. I mean, there's uh, there's statistics on how much toilet paper you save. Plus, it really does help with hygiene. And, um, you know, as we get older, people typically don't think about this, but um, our skin loses its elasticity. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why things hang down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because you lose that fat and you lose that collagen and it makes it easier to have a skin tear. So any kind of abrasion that you have, and toilet paper is very abrasive, um, some a little more sandpaperish than others. But when you don't have to use as much and you can use water and be much more hygienic, that's good for the environment and good for your bum. Yeah, exactly. And so... Well, we discovered this magic of bidet toilet seats, and my dad wanted one. Well, yeah, he had talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And so what we did was I decided to surprise him for Christmas, and we had moved into a new neighborhood. And so I had one shipped to us, and I kept on thinking, where's this toilet? It's Christmas. I need to give it to him. And neighbors weren't really the friendliest, and we hadn't been introduced to anyone. And finally, I tracked it. And this is before internet tracking. You had to make phone calls and things. And found out that my neighbor had it. And so my first interaction with my neighbor was going and knocking on their door and saying, hey, um, do you have a, you know, a, something for me? Maybe they delivered it to you accidentally. And he's like, yes, we do. And he brings it out. And there is a toilet on the package. <laughs> So my first interaction was pretty embarrassing. A little bit embarrassing. A little bit yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. A robot toilet on the package. Yeah. Not the best way to meet somebody. Yeah. Which is a great example of how a lot of this technology that we utilized um, in our four-generational household, um, a lot of this technology for aging in place, it's not like we're just embracing things right away and like they're not weird to us also. They're weird to everyone because they're new and they're different. Yeah. So, um, but eventually we put it into the house. And it became the favorite toilet. And friends would come over and try it. And it was like this showpiece funny thing that, um, yeah, that was a really interesting part of, you know, my childhood as well of like, come over to the scenes and, you know, try out this toilet, robot toilet. And why is everybody using my bathroom? We only had one and everybody was going through the house, skipping all the public bathrooms and into the master bathroom to use this toilet. Yeah. Um, You know, what we found was that it's not something you can really explain to somebody. It's kind of a try-out, try-out situation. Yeah, but I swear, I mean, once you once you go bidet, you never go back. <laughs> you do. Like, I just got back from a trip um, overseas, and this country did not have the bidet toilet seats. They had bidets, the separate ones in certain areas, but not the d- bidet toilet seats. 
And I really missed it. I, I couldn't wait to get back home to my toilet. Yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, it's not only, I mean, when you come home and it's cold and it's middle of winter, you sit on a cold seat and it's a little bit shocking. You get home, you sit on your nice warmed seat because it's all temperature controlled and you can have all your settings. And what's cool is that, it, that it's also adaptable, right? So it has um, maybe the remote is attached to the wall. Maybe it's on the toilet seat itself on the side. So there's a lot of different options for it as well. So there is. Could you tell us a little bit about how we kind of integrated it once we moved in all together, how we integrated it to the home? Yeah. So after my experience with my mother-in-law um, and then my grandmother just kept on living. And so I'm like, OK, now we need to have the four generations in one household. My first thought was I have to do the bidet. I have to. I am not wiping anyone's rear end. That is not me. It's not her love language. No. say. <laughs> not my love language. Um, I love everybody, uh, want everybody to be together, um, but that's not my cup of tea. So I decided this was an awesome opportunity to try out all different models from all over. So we installed about five bidets in the house. My grandmother, 92, with Alzheimer's had one as well, and I didn't think she'd really understand it, but she did. Um, and then my dad is this old school Italian. So you know, when I was younger, I had different rules than my brothers. Um, going to the kind of the Italian family reunions, the girls weren't allowed to pay, play bocce, like different things like that. So he speaks his mind and and he's just kind of that gruff guy. And so we had installed the toilet and all of a sudden I hear my dad curse, which wasn't uncommon. Um, <laughs> not like it. He didn't, he had like, you know, the things where it was, you know, gosh darn it. Yeah, gosh darn it. JD, you know, yeah. JC. So he was, I heard him, gosh darn it. I feel like a baba. And it was pretty much basically, I feel like a tornado just went up my, you know what. And <laughs> I about fell off my chair. And I said, Dad, are you okay? And knocked on the door. And he's like, yeah. And he got, you know, himself ready. And I came and talked to him about it. And he's like, I looked and there was like a vortex setting. <laughs> the toilet that he had, the bray right. that he had. And I'm like, yeah. who needs a vortex setting? I That's don't like know. not a good one. Yeah, not sure. So once we got everything adjusted, I thought, oh, he's going to hate this. He's never going to like it. Um, we had ended up traveling to a wedding in D.C. and we were on our way back. And he's like, I can't wait to get home. And I'm like, really? And he said, yeah. And I'm like, well, what do you miss? And he said, well, Lisa, at my age, you know, going to the bathroom is about better than sex. And I really <laughs> miss my bidet toilet seat. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is it. This has really made a difference. And that's a point of you know, conversion, because when you're talking about, you know, when you're talking about integrating technology that's foreign to anybody, there is that learning curve, right? There is that period of time where it's strange and weird. And especially when you're older, you're encouraged to kind of stay the same. You're encouraged to not integrate new things. And so, um, but it just takes a little bit of patience on both sides to say, hey, just try it out. And you know, it takes, Gramps is not going to admit right away that he likes anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, any meal, there's there's most things that he's he's not going to admit that he likes right away. Honestly, I don't think he's ever told my mother that a meal was perfect. 
ever. <laughs> so, and, and I probably have many witnesses for that. Yeah. 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 We're probably going to get in trouble for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what? If they, if they watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, so it's important to, to know that when you're, you know, kind of integrating these technologies into your family, into your home, into your parents' home, that there will be a learning curve. There will be a time where um, where it's strange and weird. But once you get through that, it's actually, it's something that becomes so integrated into your life that you actually miss it, which is really an interesting right. concept. It is. And I, and I think, you know, part of it is technology really has to work for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how long you try technology, if it becomes more frustrating to you, it's not good. Technology should work for us and we shouldn't have to constantly relearn it. And so it should be pretty intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, it should make you feel pretty good pretty quick. Um, you know, it's it's frustrating when you have to relearn every time you're using something. So um, this kind of technology, it's not like learning to drive stick shift, um, which can be very, very frustrating. I still don't know. No, no you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit more like uh, driving automatic or having an auto park or something like that. It provides great benefit. Um, it's just a little bit different. And some of the benefits, uh, not only of the seat being warm, but they have night lights in them. So that really helps to find the bathroom at night and you not to go bump in the night. We talked about the hygienic, but they're also antimicrobial and antibacterial. It's really good for the environment. Uh, they even spray themselves to clean themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And one of them that we have that's really fancy even has a smell sucker. So I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they range in price from what is it like 180 bucks or yeah, up to like a very high up, amount. Up now. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you yeah. can even have a toilet that automatically lifts the seat, and puts it back down so you don't have to argue with your uh, loved one about who did what. Mm-hmm. Um, there And there's a height adjustable. Yeah. Where you get on it, we actually showcase that at the Warner House. Yeah, the Warner House has a height adjustable toilet. And yeah, I mean, kids use it as a play thing. Yeah, which is not not the the intended use. But um, I think also what's great about the bidets is is that one of the barriers to multi-generational living is that sense of responsibility that you feel you're going to have. Once your parents or grandparents or whatever loved one you have is in your home. And so if you have these kind of technologies in place, you know that um, you know that they're going to be taken care of and that that responsibility is kind of shifted onto this piece of technology and t- instead of on yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. So with my grandmother, who was 92 with Alzheimer's, I was really curious whether or not she'd even understand it. And so after about a week or two of moving in, because there's always this disruption when everybody's moving, especially with someone's memory issues. So she had settled in and I came to her and I'm like, Grandma, do you understand what this does? And she said, yeah, your mom explained it to me. I said, "Okay, do you like it? She's like, oh, yeah, it's like a sits bath. And I didn't realize that was kind of common for her in her day. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you know, how do you feel about it? And she said, you know, it makes me feel like I'm not a burden. And that's something pretty powerful, Mm -hmm. I think, to have someone not only have dignity and independence, but not feel like a burden. I can't tell you how many conversations I have with folks that say, 
I don't want to be a burden to my children. Yeah, and I also I also think that it's one of these tools you have in your tool belt that aren't just good for the person who's receiving care, but it's also really good for the caregiver. Oh, yeah. So it, you know, provides that uh, independence that they desire and want and that they might not have otherwise. And so we even have recommended it to be put into senior living facilities as well because oh, it, yeah, removes so much of that um, stress. stress from the nurses so they can yeah. do the jobs they really need to do better. And it's not only them. Mm-hmm. Like when you put your parent or loved one into a senior living home, to know that they're going to have dignity and not have someone help them with toileting for a very long time is really nice because it's it's not great for anybody. It really isn't. It's an awkward thing and it and it feels awful for everybody. So to be able to have something um, that's powerful, not only for the family, but for the person needing care, but also the caregivers, which means, you know, it takes a lot less burden and allows them to do the stuff that's really great and makes the residents a lot happier. And, you know, just to kind of recap what we've talked about a little bit today. um, Yeah, some of the lessons that we learned is that one, just because it's foreign doesn't mean it's bad. Just because we don't know about it and we're not used to it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's bad. And there's a lot of other countries that have a lot of solutions that we haven't tried yet. And so you can find this inspiration kind of anywhere like we did in Japan. Yeah, I think that, you know, solutions exist. Um, You just need to be willing to apply them. And for sure, there's a learning curve, um, but it's worth it. You just have to be open minded. I mean, it's kind of like just traveling to a new country. You, you've got to kind of embrace the fear a bit. And then you find out that you love Italian food. Yeah, exactly. And also, we know that these solutions don't apply to everyone. So that's why it's important to kind of try out different things um, and see what actually works best for your family. Because what works best for grandpa might not work best for grandma. So, um, you know, it's really important to kind of figure out and listen to the people that you're trying to help as well. hundred percent. Like my dad has fat fingers um, from COPD, so it's hard for him to text. Um, but my mother does a fantastic job of it. What you have to really realize is that when tech works, it works. Yeah, exactly. And so what's one thing that they can do today that will have them have a better tomorrow. You have to think about, you know, my mother-in-law and breaking both of her arms. That was a crisis situation. I wish before that ever happened, we had put in a bidet toilet seat. I had done something for her to be able to help her with that and and not just help her, but it's a ripple effect. Help both my sister-in-laws. Um help, you know, the family dynamic so that there was no um, kind of being disgruntled because we live so far away and we couldn't help. And they were terrific. They never made us feel that way. But we did feel guilty. So, yeah, you know, think about what would you be willing to do today that might be a technology that could help you maintain your independence and dignity or somebody that you love? Yeah. So I think, you know, really what you can do is go out and buy a bidet and try it out and put it in your house and yeah. see what it's like and see how it impacts your family and yourself. Yeah. And and you can go to Best Living Tech and check them out on our website. You can go to Amazon. There's lots of different places. 
If you enjoyed this episode, help us to share it with family and friends whom you think will benefit. If you value our content, give it five stars, please. And let's stay in touch. Follow us across all our social media and let us know your story so we can best serve you. Until then, keep loving each other. We'll see you in the next episode.